What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB. Refne here. And welcome to the Heart Combos uh, podcast with KB and Raffine. We are glad that you are here today. Welcome back to another Heart Conversation. Um, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Good, good, good. I'm excited about this week's topic. Um, it's going to piggyback off of a series that we're currently in on the vlog about jealousy in friendship. Listen. I'm so, so, so excited about it. If you are new to our podcast, um, this is a great episode, I guess, to jump in on. Um, always feel free to jump back into the episodes that we've done already previously and know that the first five episodes are what we call the OG episodes where um, it's just me. It was before Raffinet came and blessed us with her presence. Um, <laughs> she has completely added um, a whole nother level and dynamic to the podcast, and we're glad she's here um, as my co-host. And so, again, welcome to the Heart Combos podcast. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like we should just jump right in. Let's go. Cool. When we're talking about jealousy and friendship, how common do you feel like jealousy is? Do you feel like it's like just it's just a part of the process? Like if you're friends with anyone at some point, jealousy is going to be a thing. It's pretty much inevitable. Where are you at about that? I don't think I agree that it's inevitable. I think it's common and I think it happens for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but... I wouldn't say inevitable. Okay, got you. Well, this is here. Here's the thing. I, I, let Let's probably first just clear up what jealousy is, and or what we mean by jealousy in this conversation. That way, we can all be starting on the same page. Okay. When I'm when I'm defining jealousy, I'm I'm defining it as something that that occurs when something we already possess is threatened by a third party okay so something when we have something that we already possess and it is threatened by a third party that feeling that we have is jealousy because we are fearful that we are going to lose something right some aspect of either the relationship or something that we we have some type of status or care or love or whatever right the quality of something will be decreased or whatever i think sometimes people use the word jealousy and envy interchangeably um, but the definition for envy that I have is is um, coming from a place of lack. So when we lack a desired thing and it's being enjoyed by someone else and we want it, <laughs> uh, that is envy. So it's like, man, you have something that I don't have and I want what you have. So I'm envious of you. Um, if I already possess something like a friendship, right, with Raffine and I feel like there's a third party being introduced that's threatening what her and I have, then that might be feelings of jealousy. I know on the vlog this week, I actually made a bold statement and said, I think you can be envious without being jealous, but I don't think it's common for people to be jealous without there being some aspect of envy in the mix. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh no. You think Say it again. So I think that we can be envious without being jealous. So I, you can have something that I want, right, that I don't have, and that's it. It's just my desire for the thing that you have that I don't have. Um, and and that, that desire and that discontent, like that being envy, has nothing to do with me being jealous, right? Um, I just want what you got because I don't have it. I think when it comes to jealousy, though, there could be a both and happening because I might already have something, but it's being threatened, right, by a third party. Maybe we spend time, we hang out, we kick it, 
but now you have a new friend and that new friend is now engaging and you're spending time with them and that's impeding on time maybe that we've typically spent together. So I could feel jealous about that, but I could also be envious because I want the attention that you're giving them to come back to me. Right. <laughs> because I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have that. Or maybe there's an aspect of y'all's this new relationship that is not, you know, a, a quality in ours. So maybe y'all eat out more than we eat out. So I'm like, well, I want to eat out. Right. Like we don't go out to eat, you know, as often as you go out to eat with them. Like I want that. Right. So I think there's an aspect of envy there of wanting something that I don't have that has to do with y'all's new dynamic. And so I think that both can be present, but, you know, with jealousy, but I don't necessarily feel like it has to be present when with envy. Does that make sense? It does. I could see that. Yeah. So having defined what jealousy is, what envy is, um, do you think still that jealousy is not inevitable? Yes, I still hold true to that. Dang, really? Why? <laughs> well, because I, I just think that I, if I am secure in who I am in my relationships and the things that I'm engaged in, I don't have to be threatened because something else is introduced that maybe causes there to be a dynamic shift. So I don't believe I I I don't believe jealousy is inevitable. I, I do th- and like I said, I think it's common. I think people experience it. I think a lot of people experience it. But I I wouldn't say that it's inevitable because I do also believe that sometimes people are just very secure and confident and feel safe in their dynamics and their relationships. I know I can say that in my own life. There are some relationships where new things get introduced, whatever it is. It doesn't equal that I become concerned or believe that what I have with this person is going to go away, is going to be taken away. It's just different and it changes. But that has taken some time to come to a place of, being okay with the shifts and changes of dynamics over time because everything doesn't always look the same. I would agree wholeheartedly. I think one of the, the, the distinctions that you made just now is like, Hey, if uh, that's something that's had to like develop over time. So I would, I would suggest that if a person is new to doing life in a healthy context, right? They're thriving in their friendships and the, and that friendship has never experienced any kind of like significant shift, whether that be a move or a new job or again, new communities of people being introduced into one of the other person's lives. Um, the person got married, like huge life changes. If that has not been a factor in your friendship dynamic yet, I would say that in the event, one of those things happen, that jealousy could be inevitable. <laughs> like I just feel like, like the very first time that you experience that kind of like shift or like what, what was normal is no longer normal because of a third thing. I think it's so natural for us to, to like what we like. We sometimes buck against change naturally as humans, you know, we always don't have that perspective and understanding that, oh, this is just kind of a part of what will happen. And if you're not familiar with that, right, that life um, lends itself to change and seasons ebb and flow and, you know, new things get introduced, marriage, kids, new jobs, opportunities, whatever. 
if you're new to that, then I feel like the jealousy is almost kind of like a default reaction. But you're right. It doesn't have to be if you feel secure, if you guys have healthy communication in place, expectations and boundaries are constantly being revamped and discussed. And um, yeah, and there and there's that space to have those conversations. But I again, I I almost feel like it, it almost feels like it has to be inevitable because we just don't we don't we're not always good at talking about those things you know uh, when they have like in real time when they happen because I think of a lot of different layers but what do you think like when it comes to jealousy you know or changes and transition and how we feel about that when it happens why do you feel like people aren't so quick to talk about it why aren't people quick to talk about the changes how they feel about whatever the changes are because I think jealousy is just one of the feelings that you could feel and as a result of a change or a shift right, of a third thing kind of being introduced into a relationship dynamic. Um, why do you feel like people aren't apt to talk about how they're feeling? Or if they people are experiencing how they feelings feel. of jealousy. Huh? People don't know how they feel. Oh. We've well. talked about this one before. So Yes, please. I think that why, is don't, why don't you remind the same and consistent. So, uh, I mean, even right now you're saying, why do you feel like? And I'm like, well, I don't feel. I think that people don't know how they feel because – Oftentimes we use that phrase, I feel like, and then the words that come after that are cognitive things, which just means thoughts, um, and they're typically not actually feelings. So most times people aren't like, you know, I feel disrespected, I feel isolated, I feel disappointed, whatever. Most of the time people say, I feel like we're not spending that much time together anymore. I'm like, okay, that's, and, and that's great. Sure. Open up, share that stuff. Uh, but I, I just believe that a lot of times people are unaware of how they're feeling. And so thereby, if I'm unaware of how I feel about something, how am I going to address it with you? And I can't even address it with myself. I can't even tell myself <laughs> what it is that I'm experiencing. I'm sitting up here like, well, something's happening. And I just know that I'm not enjoying this. Or I can I can verbalize that I see we're not spending as much time together and I don't like that. Or it seems like you're spending more time doing this thing. You're spending more time working. You just had a baby and it doesn't seem like your life has space for me anymore. Whatever. It sometimes it's hard to articulate what's happening. People just start experiencing discomfort and that may be all that they have. No, I think that's really good. Everyone, if you've been listening to this podcast for more than one episode, you know that this comes up almost every episode that I struggle uh, with the whole feelings versus thinking versus perceiving. Like every, I just use all the words interchangeably. Um, but Ravenet constantly has to remind me like that's not a feeling. <laughs> She'll ask me. How do you feel? And I'll tell her what I think, you know, or I'll ask. I'm really trying to ask her, like, even in this dialogue, like, I'm like, so what do you think about this? But I use the word like, why do you feel about this? She's like, well, I don't feel I think. (laughs) So I'm like, right. I forget, (laughs) you know, like, make sure that you use uh, feeling the word feeling when you're referring to feelings and, you know, use. Hey, I think that and I think even you said something else. I think you said it seems like um, I think that's a great expression as well, because I think what it communicates is this is what I'm perceiving I'm not actually saying that this is the case Mm -hmm. but this is just my point of view and how I'm processing and perceiving what's what's going on so it doesn't feel accusatory you know right it's not a you know a feeling you know I think that's a great phrase too and I and hopefully 
you know, as you know, you guys are listening to the podcast and whenever we're talking about that, you guys are picking up. I I would love for you guys to be picking up language and dialogue, um, I guess, cue, not cues, but just tips or whatever to help you have these conversations. Because as we're talking about different things, I think Raffin is absolutely correct (laughs) in the sense that we don't always know how to articulate how we're feeling. So, um, yes, take that. Remember, use the word feeling with feeling, (laughs) the word thought or think with thoughts. Right. And um, with perception, I think it seems like would be a great a great phrase to add. But I think that's a that that's a great response to why we don't talk about things. And here's the other thing. I, I am in no way communicating. Well, stop saying I feel like blah, 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 blah. That may help you to get to what it is that you're actually feeling. Oftentimes, because I do this for a living, I work with people and say, OK, you just gave me a thought. What's the feeling that's connected with that thought? So if you say, um, I, it seems like you don't have much time for me in your life anymore because you just had a baby. Okay. So that makes you feel what? That makes me feel sad. That makes me feel lonely. That makes me feel worried, concerned. Oftentimes your feeling words are just going to be one word answers. And so you can use those phrases about thoughts and your perception to help you connect with the emotions that may be going on there. That's good. And that's a great follow-up question that I don't ask enough, you know, when I'm in conversation with people, whether it be my marriage or whatever, like we will be talking about a million and one things because you know, I love to debrief and talk about stuff into the ground over and over and over again. Um, But I don't often ask that feeling, okay, well, how does that make you feel? Or, and that makes you feel like what we just talked about. Okay. So all this, how, how's it making you feel? I don't, it's not just a natural question to ask. So that's something that I for sure want to put into the, into the, the bank so that I can pull, pull that out later. But that's all yeah. very, very good. And if you get it wrong, people most times are very comfortable with saying, well, no, that's not it. You could say, you know, well, does that make you feel sad? Well, no, not sad. It makes me feel angry. So that, that also, I, I think you don't have to worry about, like, well, what if I get it wrong? Most times people will tell you. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Okay, so let's jump into this, con- this, this, this um, let's take this conversation to social media, okay? We're talking about jealousy and friendship, right? This idea of uh, possessing some type of relationship with someone, right? You, you have a friend, but then there's this third party that gets introduced, right? Um, that then in some way feels like a threat to what you have going on with you and your friend dynamic. How does social media play a role in all of that? I think that my, I feel like because if you think about millennials, it's like 24 to 39, right? That is my primary target audience when it comes to all things heart combos. And really, that's actually, according to my statistics on all these platforms, those are the people who are listening, right? Uh, they're, they're kind of in that millennial range. And, um, and so because social media is a huge part of what we do as a culture, right? But as millennials, how... How is that helping or hurting <laughs> the uh, intimacy and friendship and, and, and how jealousy, you know, kind of has the potential to surface, do you think? Why don't you answer this and then I'll add some two cents at the end. Um, well, I don't think I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I think you already have an, an idea. Well, I do. 
I do. I think it's <laughs> I think it's blowing our whole life up. But not just on the topic of jealousy. I think just in general, social media is the downfall <laughs> of all things intimacy, it feels like. Um, because I think that the digital platform has made it easy for us to go wide, but it has not made it easy for us to go deep in regard to our connections with people. Um, I also am a strong, like strong advocate for face-to-face eye contact, like tone, voice, conversation, like interpersonal interaction, you know, amongst people. And I think social media has made it very easy and convenient for us not to engage on those levels. And so me and social media have a little bit of an issue. Um, <laughs> if there was a villain, right, when it comes to heart combos, like like we are standing against, like I think sometimes I feel like, you know, heart combos is really standing against, you know, the comfort that has been created around conversation and social media because everybody and their mama want to tweet something. Everybody's got something to say. Nobody wants to be held accountable. Nobody wants to, um, you know, have be, you know, it's just, uh, it's all another tangent. We can talk about that another day. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't laugh. Don't laugh. I am very passionate about that. Um, okay. That's a side thing. Going back to jealousy. This is what I think social media has done. I think it has just made it easier for, for us to be jealous about more things. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's really the, the summary for me. Um, I think, you know, if I'm building in, in my relationship with you, actually, I'll just use this as a real example. So when we first met, um, Raffinate wasn't working. You weren't working, right? You were in school. What were you doing? When you first met me, I definitely like, was not working. First met you, I was but in like school after, too. After summer project, after we had kind of decided, okay, we're friends. What? Oh, that. Yes, I was looking for a job. Looking I, for a job. Okay, I finished so school before working. I came there. Okay, so she wasn't working. We were building, and I was raising support to be on staff with an organization. Um, and so I was in Virginia doing that. So my schedule was very flexible. She obviously didn't have a job. Her schedule was extremely flexible. And so there was nothing but time, space and opportunity just to continue to build, um, to get to know one another, to hang out, that kind of thing. Um, and so once she got a job, obviously <laughs> a whole lot had to change. There were no more like just ongoing conversations through the day. During the day, there were no more talk box videos, which that's probably <laughs> dating us right there because Marco Polo and FaceTime is the, the wave right now, right? But um, there used to be a, an app. I don't even know if it was an app. There used to be an app called, <laughs> called Talkbox that we used to um, do our video chats on or whatever. Anyway, uh, that couldn't happen anymore because she was at work, you know? And so there was a rhythm that was interrupted. And for me, I felt some kind of way about that. Now, a friend of mine the other day was, when I told her I was doing the series, she was like, do you even like get jealous and I'm like what are you talking about and I think just because of what she knows about my personality I think the ways that people typically process jealousy like I'm not always as quick to be jealous about those things so you know I got a friend then my friend gets a new friend I don't usually care nothing about that I'm like yes the more the merrier because I'm an extrovert and I want everybody to be friends I want there to be a lot of overlap and layers and just yes I don't mind that kind of stuff however I do find myself getting jealous in the context of I've created this set of expectations and rhythm with this person. And now there's this new system in place that is consistently <laughs> interrupting my flow. Hence a job or like a commitment that's like a regular commitment that someone has to something. I'd be like, dang, like, golly, like, are you serious? And so um, I felt I felt jealous, you know, about that. But then when it, when it comes to social media, 
you know, you add social media on top of that, not only is her job a third aspect that, that is in the way that might be triggering jealousy in me, but now there are pictures that she's posting. Now there are, um, you know, posts that she's writing. Now there are things that she's doing Insta videos about. And I could easily, easily have more things to be jealous of in 2019 than I was in 2010. <laughs> right. You know, because there's just I'm seeing more. I'm seeing more of the things that she's investing in that might mean she's not investing in me, which might make me feel some kind of way. Right. Um, or things that she's sharing, you know, about her relationships with other people that uh, that have nothing to do with me. That might make me feel some kind of way about our dynamic. And so I just feel like social media creates more like room <laughs> for people to, you know, have triggers for 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 jealous moments or to feel some kind of way about what they see because there's so much to see. Uh, whereas if we didn't have social media, then it would just be what, you know, I don't know, but that, yeah. So I don't know. I, th I feel like social media is making it worse, but I also feel like social media is making everything worse <laughs> when it comes to relationships. So that, that, that's all I'll say about that. What do you think? I would say social media has the potential to make it worse because it just gives people more. And I use air quotes when I say this insight and I use air quotes because I think is glamorized definitely we get oftentimes the highlights of people's world and so we are basing our jealousy or perception on something that is sometimes false or made up or concocted or not completely the whole picture so I think you can be jealous of what you think someone has and not really know the ins and outs of it. Very similar to the hashtag that goes around that's friendship goals. And I think we've talked about this before. I, you know, people have said to us about our little friendship circle th that was four. And when people would see pictures of us, they're like, oh, my God, y'all are friendship goals. And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> if you knew <laughs> what was going on in this here circle, you'd be like, never mind. Y'all are crazy. And... <laughs> We don't want that. How are y'all doing? Like, why would anybody sign up to continue to do this stuff? So I, I just think, again, it's glamorized. You see us in a picture and everybody's smiling and cheesing and laid up on one another like, boom. And then we put it side by side with a picture four years before that, like, boom. And you're like, ooh. And we like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Go lay down. If you only, if you only knew. If. No, the song doesn't fit here, but the lyrics work. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the point is, I think we make assumptions about the things that we see, the snapshots that we get that are not full pictures of what's really going on there. And I think, honestly, if we did have full shots, we probably wouldn't be jealous. <laughs> We'd probably be like, y'all can have all of that every day because <laughs> I'm uninterested. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Let me tell you a picture on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, or a, a 15 second clip doesn't tell the entire story. Um, it might be it might be true for what you're seeing, but just for the moment, <laughs> you know, so I don't know that people are always pretending, so to speak. I mean, even though I think there's a lot of that going on. But um, yeah, it's only a moment. It doesn't it doesn't conclude, you know. It doesn't it doesn't summarize the whole story or the whole journey. And I think and like you said, I agree. We we, we tend to 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 make 
make grand assumptions and draw conclusions based on small bits of information, but that's good. So I think one of the last questions I have, and I mean, if you have any more, like for sure, let's, let's continue to dialogue about it. But one of the last questions I have is, is there any benefit like, or redemptive qualities to, to jealousy? Because I, I think so. I think that, you know, it's very easy for people to be like, especially if you're a Christian, um, because we are Christians. Um, we are farmers. Sorry. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> That's what it felt like when I said we are Christians. Like, well, we are farmers. Okay. Not an ad. Anyway. Um, <laughs> farmers is not sponsoring us. Let me tell y'all. You <laughs> said <laughs> that would be great if the coins were sponsoring us. Listen, um, was going to say, oh, right. So if you're a Christian, I think sometimes when it comes to things like jealousy and envy and hatred and, you know, we know that scripture speaks, you know, against those things in the sense that, hey, that's not, those are not characteristics of Christ. If you call yourself a Christ follower, right, then those things should not be um, parts of your life, right? They should not be fruit that you bear. However, I would say that it's, because, well, see, I didn't, I would have to go ahead and get into the whole complete gospel <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> to give this, to give an accurate, uh, probably representation of what I'm trying to say, like in its totality. But what I am trying to say is it's not that um, we should sit in jealousy. We should, you know, be OK with jealousy. I don't want to normalize jealousy and, and, and say, you know, you're perfectly normal if you're wrestling with jealousy and friendship, which is what I've said in the blog. Right. At the same time, I, I don't I'm not trying to justify it or make it an OK thing. Like, no, it is something that when you see it surface again, especially if you're a Christian, it's something that you've got to deal with. You've got to talk about it. You've got to expose it. And that's, I think, what I'm more so speaking to. Um, it's not something that should stay. It needs to go. However, it can't go anywhere if you're not willing to have the conversation about the fact that it's there. And I think there's a little bit of a miss and a gap within Christian culture where there's this aspect of ourselves that is not like fully like redeemed yet. Hence, like our bodies, right? Like our spirits have been made alive. We are no longer spiritually dead, right? Our souls um, are going through this process of sanctification in our bodies. When we die, you know, we go see Jesus. We're going to get new and it's going to be all good. There won't be any more sickness and all that good stuff. Right. I try not to. I try not to. Raphne, I just I just had to get that. <laughs> so good. that You're already there. there. Um, but it's like there's a little bit of a both and that's happening in life when it comes to the Christian. And I think within people and it's like, man, there's this dark side of me, this ugly side of me. I don't want to admit that it's there. But then I also know that there are these redemptive qualities of me. And so when I think about jealousy, I think jealousy in and of itself is not a is not a thing that we celebrate and we. Uh, we lift up. But at the same time, it's something, in my opinion, that has the ability to show us ourselves and our need, our need for grace, our need for confession, our need for forgiveness. And I think that that's that, that in and of itself is a good thing. Um, if we're always just, I don't know, the words demonizing, but if we're always just speaking bad of like, oh, you jealous and you and wrong, you need to fix that. And you just you just know you shouldn't be. So just don't be right. And it's like, it's not that easy because I'm still jealous after you said that. <laughs> like, I, I was jealous before we started the conversation. I'm still feeling jealous right now. I know I shouldn't be jealous, but I am. This is where I am right now. And I'm like, I want heart combos to help people um, work through where they are right now in the moment to get them to a place of health. Right. And so I think um, when I think about jealousy, I want people to know, like, hey, if you're wrestling through jealousy, like, you know, towards your neighbor or your your spouse or your friend or whatever, um, you're perfectly normal. Like to be triggered in those ways and to see that I hope my my hope for you is that you would let 
that those feelings that are surfacing that you would one confess them, right? You would share them with somebody and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. Um, and then you would allow for there to be intimacy, um, like birthed out of that. So if I go to Raffinane, and I'm like, Hey, like I've been feeling some kind of way about the fact that you are building with this new person or that you've got this new dynamic in your life right now that I feel like is limiting, you know what I'm saying? The amount of time we get to spend together. And it's, and those thoughts are trilling into this dark hole of you probably don't even want to spend any more time with me because you have this new thing, right? If I just get that raw and that vulnerable and that transparent with her and I confess that stuff, my hope is that Raffinay would respond to me in a way that is super gracious and loving, that is affirming, right? She would use it as an opportunity to, to love on me, to, you know, because I'm in this place, right? And to say, hey, I love you. Like, this is what you mean to me. This is, this is our relationship. Like, help build that security. Going back to what she said at the beginning of the vlog, like, if I know then I feel secure about our relationship, I don't have to feel jealous, you know? And I think that that is so true. And so I think that although jealousy is not something that we're just like, yeah, be jealous. Woo -woo. <laughs> like that's not, that's not where we're going with this. We are also, or at least I am also um, wanting to normalize it to say, Hey, you're perfectly normal. Don't throw yourself into a deep, dark hole because you're jealous and don't beat yourself up about it. Um, but use it as an opportunity to, to confess to receive grace and to ask for forgiveness and, and to grow and to move on and to continue to grow in your self-awareness. Cause listen, the more self-aware you are, the better you are in general. And I think that is true as Christians too. Listen, we become Christians and then we love Jesus and then we don't know who the heck we are. And I'm like, how the how in the world is that happening? So I just think both should coincide. Like we should be getting to know who we are in light of who God is um, and living our best lives out here. But that that's my thoughts on the benefits of, of jealousy. what do you think? Okay. So there may be some people out there that are, maybe you check out for a few minutes because you're like, Psh, I ain't a Christian or I ain't doing that God thing. So that doesn't really apply to me. And I would say as a professional, uh, those of you that don't know, I'm a counselor by day. And so as a counselor, and I would say, by night, so. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I would say jealousy is an emotion, just like anger, happiness, sadness, fear, worry, all those. So what I tell my clients that I work with is emotions are normal and they are part of our human experience. What becomes problematic for people is what they do with and how they respond to said emotions. So it is not a problem to be angry. What becomes problematic for people is what they do with that anger or how they respond to their feelings of anger. Same thing with jealousy. Jealousy is a normal emotion. It's not problematic to have the emotion. What becomes problematic is how you respond to it or what you do with that. And so I agree with most of what Kristen said. I think it is important to, one, increase your awareness of what's going on, two, address it, have a conversation with somebody else, or if you need to have a conversation with yourself first to figure out what the heck is going on, do that. Because sometimes we'll bypass trying to figure out what's going on with us and just go straight to the other person and try to point the finger mm. and blame when mm. we haven't figured out what's happening internally with us. And so mm -hmm. I do believe that there's value in us being able to say, hey, what's happening inside of me that this is causing some level of discomfort, that there's unrest within me before I try to go and address it with somebody else. Sometimes that can be more helpful <clears throat> than just going into a scenario where you're pointing the finger or blaming someone. And then the other thing I would say is 
realizing that experiencing jealousy oftentimes can be connected to some kind of fear or worry or concern. So whether that is that this thing is going to be taken away that the, completely, that this thing is going to change, that it is going to mean something about me or about my relationship, which then gets into a whole nother bucket of issues and things. But I think for a lot of people, when they experience jealousy, at the base of it is some fear or some insecurity there that is being exposed, which is why on the beginning end of this, I said, at the beginning end of all this podcast, I said, I don't believe it's inevitable because if I'm secure in who I am and what our relationship is, I, I may not worry about that stuff. And y'all may say, oh, it's easy for y'all to talk about this and da-da-da because y'all been friends for all these years. And But Kristen can tell you. I mean, years ago, I used to walk around with my head hung held high saying that I was the jealous friend. And that is how I classified myself. I knew that I was. I was okay with it. My friends knew it. And it wasn't a secret. I was like, when new people come around, I'm uninterested. And I'll be side-eyeing you like, <laughs> how long are they going to be here? Okay? Because I was already here before they came. I predated them. Okay? And uh, I probably will be here after they're gone. So, <laughs> just, everybody know, I'm the jealous friend. And I don't want to get to know you either. We don't have to be friends just because, like, y'all are being friends. Whatever. So, I don't speak of this stuff having not experienced it. I have experienced this stuff in my life. And I, I've just learned the value of, I mentioned this, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that, but just being able to hold my friendships loosely and not try to be so in control of everything and realize that there's actually beauty in being able to say, hey, I can enjoy this person and other people can enjoy them as well. And it doesn't have to equal that our relationship will be diminished or at risk because this new person and or thing is around. So we say person and or thing because it may not always be another individual. You know, we've talked about how it could be a job or it could be a move to an, another city or another state or whatever. Just all kinds of changes, I believe, can impact someone feeling as if there is a threat to their relationship. Yeah, that's really good. That's really, really good. Yeah, I think you bookended it, it well. Why, thank so, you. I'm taking a bow. You should, because that <laughs> was beautiful. It was, it was. Um, I, awesome. I do have one more thing to say, though. Yeah. I think it's important to remember if someone has approached you with their feeling jealous. So I think we've talked a lot about from the standpoint of you're experiencing jealousy, but if someone has come to you and said that they're feeling jealous, similar to what Kristen was saying, when she, if she came to me, she would hope that I would be gracious. My encouragement is just let be slow to point the finger, be slow to make accusations, be slow to listen and really hear what's going on in the heart behind what someone is saying. Because I think sometimes we have the potential when people come to address things with us to just shut them down very quickly, which could reinforce what it is that they believe is happening. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that's on you mm -hmm. if they, if their fear or worry is being reinforced, 
but I think we do have the it is on them if you just say if they respond poorly no I don't agree with that we're not gonna go down that trail but really really <laughs> you're, you're trying to say I'm just no saying. no <laughs> no no let me just finish my statement <laughs> so if someone comes to you my encouragement is be open to listen and willing to say hey can you tell me what's even if you don't get it or you don't agree with it, be inquisitive, be curious about what it is that they're saying and try to get more information and more understanding. Because even if you disagree with it, the fact that they're experiencing it and they've chosen to come and share about it, I think is huge and worth being acknowledged. And so just saying, can you tell me what's happened that caused you to feel that? Or did I do something that, make that's making you feel this way or what's making you feel threatened what makes you what makes you think I'm gonna leave and you may find oftentimes it has nothing to do with you I've I've had this happen with people I mentor they say what you got a new mentee oh lord and I'm just like what's happening I, (laughs) I didn't say anything about it was going to impact you and you know I learn over time well I think people are gonna leave me so I'm like, oh, okay, that has nothing to do with me. That's because of past experience, but that's helpful for me to know. And so then I can say, I don't need you to be worried about that. Like, I've been here. And may- will our dynamic shift and change? Maybe. But it doesn't equal that I'm gone or I'm leaving or that you should be threatened by this other thing and or person. Well... You're still ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can tell by the, the tone in your voice. So much salt. Well. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> what you said is really, really good. Um, it's really good. I agree. Um, yes. Just, uh, Ravine is a huge, is proponent the word? You are a huge proponent of people not taking responsibility for other people. Yes. Um, I get that, but I don't get that because I am an only child. <laughs> I mean, not only child. You're I'm not an only, only child. child. I'm an only child. You're, I mean, you're an only child. That's probably why you think that. Uh, but <laughs> I'm the oldest uh, sibling. I'm firstborn. I'm also type A. I'm an A on anywhere. There's just so many things about me that just is, it's hard for me to always see um, the benefit of that type of thinking. I don't think that that type of thinking should be blanketed over everything like you're not responsible for nobody but yourself that's not true i think in life we are responsible for other people in certain dynamics and systems and structures whatever so that but i just i just feel like based on what you said about like hey if if you go to a person and you share something vulnerable with them and their response is less than gracious like they are like they're dismissive they are they belittle you know what i'm saying like make you feel belittled they're just like you tripping like like why you don't have no reason to feel like that because i think the questions that she said that she's asking hey why did why do you that she's encouraging all of us to ask why do you feel that way i think there's a I said, there's what makes you that, feel that way or what makes what makes you feel that way i don't like why oh that's fine even if you say what makes you feel that way if you say it with a with a bad tone it means something completely different 
Because I can say, I feel like I've, I have been very guilty of this, where people will come to me about something. And this, listen, Raffinay shared about who she used to be, and I used to be just real dismissive, and everything's stupid, and that's just dumb. And if I don't get it, then it don't mean nothing. Like, I was just very, like, hard. So people, one, never really got to share what they were feeling with me because I didn't welcome it, and they knew that. But then if someone was brave enough to be like, I just feel like I should tell her I feel. And then they come, they tell me, and if I don't get it, listen, then it would be like, <laughs> What makes you feel that way? Like, I don't even understand. Like, why are we even talking about this? So I'm asking the same question from a place of this is not justifiable. <laughs> this makes no sense to me. Therefore, it makes no sense to the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a very arrogant place. And so I do think that that could lead, lead someone to feel even worse than how they were feeling when they came to you in the conversation. And I think a person should should be held responsible for that. You know, like to know like, hey, your response was not helpful. So that 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 is what I was pushing back against. Not that, hey, if a person decides to sink down into a deep, dark hole and you have done your best to be gracious, then that has nothing to do with you. I get that. But if you have aided in that process by responding in a less than gracious manner, I do think that you should know like you should feel a sense of responsibility and you should own that because again my language of apology of apology is take responsibility like you should take responsibility and apologize and <laughs> try to do better uh but anyway that's just you know maybe that's neither here nor there conversation for another day um <laughs> listen i love you and i love your perspective i love what you bring to the table i do and i and you know typically i don't get up on tangents about faith and god and the gospel and but I'm glad that you brought it back. And it's just like, okay, as a professional, if we keep the, the platform neutral, <laughs> um, that's helpful. No, so, it doesn't have to stay neutral. I just wanted to address in case anybody out there was like, well, that don't apply to me. So No, that's really, no, I'm glad I'm glad that you were able to do that. And I think you did it very well. So thank you. Um, and we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, once again, you know where you can find us every Sunday, right, at 12 noon Eastern time. Um, another heart conversation with KB and Raffinay. This is where we'll be. And so thanks again for tuning in today um yeah if you want to get plugged into what we have going on like continue to listen right set the notifications so that you can uh turn them on so that you can get a little ding or whatever you know buzz on your phone when a new episode comes up each sunday uh, make sure that you follow us on the heart combos platforms so if that's uh heart combos on facebook heart combos on youtube um heart underscore combos on instagram but if you type in heart combo you should see me um yeah please follow us because there's always content being posted whether that be vlogs um random snapshots about different things sometimes raffin and i get to do insta lives which i think we should do more of those um instagram live videos uh yeah there's content free content places you can go to heartcombos.com and, and pretty much find everything that we're doing and actually right now if you are interested in learning more about what it looks like to level up your own friendships so let's say you're wrestling through you know, tension or that jealousy dynamics or whatever it is that you might be wrestling through in the current relationships that you have. I'm actually doing a free training on April 2nd um, of this year. And it's Tuesday, want, y'all. Tuesday, 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 Tuesday of this week. If you want to get an hour of free training where I'm pretty much going to be diving into three practical um, uh, very practical things about three secrets that I think are the key to pretty much leveling up any friendship that you want to tune in um, on April 2nd to my live webinar. And so if you want more information about that, you want to reserve your seat, go ahead and go to heartconvos.com slash free training. 
slash free training. Super, super easy. Um, if you can't uh, make it in the live, there will be a repeat. Or I'm sorry, there will be a replay available for a few days after the recording. So make sure you guys tune into that. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday and you're like, oh, snap, like that was yesterday. Like you can still go to heartcombos.com slash free training and watch the webinar. And I think that you will really, really enjoy it. And there'll be a lot of great things available to you during that time. And so um, make sure that you tune in. So if they want, if you want to get more connected to what Raffinay is doing, she has a blog. Where can they find you, Raffinay? My blog is beingrefined.com. Beingrefined.com. Awesome. And if they want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram. That's probably the best place to follow me. And my Instagram is nene0504. And nay is spelled N-A-Y. So N-A-Y, N-A-Y, zero, five, zero, four. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for listening. We appreciate you joining us here. Until next time, we want you guys to remember it is not a hard conversation. It is a heart conversation. Peace. Hello.